Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. We're back to talk Georgia football and all God's people said amen, Daniel. We it's, just we can't can't stop ourselves from doing it. What else would you do on a Tuesday? I, Honestly, uh, I can't think of anything. I can't except talk UGA football. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Daniel and I are back at it. Uh, we left some meat on the bone of the LSU game. Or I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Not the LSU game. We're already thinking no, about not the yet. LSU game. Not, not yet. yet. We're, we're too much. We're thinking about too it much. too much. Yeah, well, that's clear. If Freudian slip, hello. We got meat on the Auburn game still that we're going to go back and pick apart, uh, as well as kind of forecast to LSU and this weekend's contest against those Aggies. I hope they bring their 12th, 13th, 14th, however many they need, really. Bring all There's the, a lot of men. All the 12. That's a lot, a lot of men. men. I'll they tell have. you what, there's definitely not coming women. Because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there's, I don't think, are they allowed to enroll in school there? Or I don't is think, that... I think A&M strictly said you can, you can see from the quad the game. We, we only have 12 <laughs> men here. You may go to the quad. It's only, it's only, only uh, the 12th men. Only, only 12th men. Uh, Daniel and I are back. Uh, again, for those of us who have found us, welcome Locked On Bulldogs. We are not, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, experts on anything other than being fans, Daniel. That's what we do best. That's right. We have a podcast for fans, by fans. Um, if you're a Georgia fan, we would love uh, for you to follow along. Join in the conversation. You can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at DogsPodcast. Um, we ask you to do this every week, but if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating, give us a review. Uh, leave us a comment, share the podcast with a friend, follow us on Twitter. Any of those things are helpful to us. Um, uh, we do appreciate all of you that have already done that. And um, all of you that listen every week, uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, lots of new listeners in the last couple of weeks, we appreciate you uh, giving us a shot. Uh, and yeah, hopefully what you see is what you get with us. We're Georgia fans through and through. That's who we are. We're not trying to be anything other than that. Um, uh, we got a mailbag tomorrow. If you want to jump in to that mailbag, already got some questions, but get yours in. Um, and we will answer a few questions on the Wednesday show. So you need to get those in by Tuesday night. If you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, you can get them in by Tuesday night. That's when we record the Wednesday show. Um, uh, email us lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com or send us one on Twitter. You can just uh, add us or direct message us or whatever. And we will um, try to answer as many of your questions as we can. We're here five days a week, and today is one of those five days of the it week, is. if you hadn't already figured that out. It's a day that and ends so Clint, in Y, Daniel. What are we talking about today? Uh, what are we getting into? We're going to do uh, some questions about from this last game against the Plainsmen. What's a takeaway that can translate to LSU in our first segment? In our second segment, we're going to hit a would you rather. we got some questions that Daniel and I are going to propose to one another. Would you rather style. And then our third installment. This has quickly become my favorite segment of the whole week, Daniel. The excited, nervous, don't sleep on segment for A&M. Uh, quickly I'm becoming my fan. favorite. Yeah, it's I'm a, a big huge, fan of this segment. Yeah, it's a great segment. So that's what we got going on. Uh, so let's jump into it, Daniel. What uh, What's a takeaway from this last game against Auburn that translates well to LSU? Um, uh, real succinctly, I think the biggest takeaway that translates well when looking projecting forward to the LSU game is the score. 
of the game. Now, again, correct. Uh, if you recall yesterday's podcast, I'm beating a dead horse a little bit here, I know, but we, we did win the game, meaning we scored more points than they did. But that's not even what I'm talking about here. I mean, we beat Auburn uh, 21 to 14, if you will okay. recall. Um, LSU also played Auburn earlier in the year. Did you it know seems that, like It seems like there would be some sort of comparison that we're able to do with, again, those metrics of scores and games. Seems like we could do a side-by-side there. We could. We could. Now, if we did a side-by-side there, we would find that LSU scored 23 points against Auburn and allowed 20 points against Auburn. But Daniel, that's really hard. I mean, you got to give it. Going into Auburn is really tough, and playing there away from home is. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Well, that, that is something LSU? that that is something that we did. We ah, did correct. go in to Jordan Hare Stadium. Jordan, Jordan. I feel like I got marbles coming out of my mouth. Is that how you say it? We live in Louisville. Louisville. And we play at Jordan Hare Stadium. Um, I, th- I think it's because Auburn fans are drunk, like all you the know, twenty four all the time, and so it just sort of sounds better. Like when you slur it together, when you're telling the police officer when he pulls you over, "I'm coming from Jordan Hare Stadium." That's how. That's about how it's. That's how it got its did, name. Did Sumlin make uh, a stop at at Auburn <laughs> before he he left the come south? On. Texas A&M week, guys. All the Kevin Sumlin jokes are coming out tonight. Get ready. Get ready. I'm locked and loaded, Kevin. Uh, Auburn played LSU at LSU. Oh, interesting. Okay, Clint. So a home game for LSU. They beat Auburn by three points, scored 23 points. Does LSU have a good offense or a bad offense, Clint? I'm, I've been told it's the best offense in the entire decade. It is a good offense, Clint, was the answer to the question. I only gave you two choices. You did not choose one of them, so (laughs) incorrect. No points awarded for question one. I will ask you a second question, follow-up question, Clint. Think carefully before you answer. Does Georgia have a good offense or a bad offense, Clint? Oh, interesting. We have what they would call a good offense, Daniel. Well, that's not what I hear from every single person who's ever talked about Georgia's offense ever. From Kirk Herbstreet to just random Georgia fan on Twitter, they all say the same thing, and that is our offense cannot be trusted. No. Our offense does not put up points. Kirby is the most conservative person who has ever lived. We scored 21 points. They scored 23 points. We scored three touchdowns. They scored three touchdowns. They also kicked one field goal and missed an extra point in that game. They did it at home. We did it on the road against a similar opponent with similar injury situation. No major injuries to discuss. Nothing significant happening about that game. Auburn is a very good defense. Auburn is a very good good team. And we beat them soundly on Saturday it translates well for LSU because Auburn's the best defense LSU's played all year and and will. And and that is we match up favorably compared to that, Clint. Correct. Um, hey Daniel, really quick question. I have to go on this tirade really quick. If let's say you worked for a company and that company had two headquarters, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast, and every okay. year 
the the top salesmen from the East Coast and the top salesmen from the West Coast were sent to go to a head-to-head sales competition. Mm-hmm. And you started at the job one year, and then mm-hmm. the next three years, three out of four where you're at the job, you were the best salesperson from the East Coast representation of your business. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Um, would you would would people look at you and say, "Wow, that is an impressive feat, one that hasn't been done in a a decade or more." Mm. Hmm. Uh, we should probably trust this person that they know what they're doing doing sales for us. Would that be a fair yes. statement? Okay, cool. Yes. So, Spe- yes. Speaking strictly in terms of sales, yes, your your story makes it totally checks out. <laughs> It's so, totally again, the metrics of the job that you're hired to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. What so, does this have to do with football club? Yeah. I don't so if, if a head coach was hired to win the SEC East and go to the SEC oh. championship oh. and play for the right to go in college football playoff, oh. some may say you should shut your mouth and trust him and don't ever question that he's not a good coach. You know who you are, Twitter fanboy. <laughs> Just stop it right now. Gosh, Clint, I got to say something. Can I – I'm commandeering this entire segment, but – Right ahead. Go for it. I realized last – yesterday, last episode, yesterday on the the podcast, we said – we talked about something that that people are not talking about, but they should be talking about. And I need to add something to my – I talked about how we won the game. No, no, no. There's another thing, though that people are not talking about, that they need to be talking about more. And this is really okay. the, I think, the preeminent thing that, that, that I'm not hearing enough people say. And that is Lawrence Cager didn't play in this game, Clint. He caught one pass, got hit, and then left the field. He was non-existent in the game. He made zero impact. Again, you said he caught one pass. Practically speaking, he made... A negligible impact on this game. Clint, were we or were we not both on the record going into this game saying if Lawrence Cager is not a go, if he is not playing in this mm-hmm. game, what will the outcome be of we this thought, game? We thought we'd get run out of the house, Daniel, if he wasn't going to play. We did, Clint. No, what? I'm not hearing enough of that. I'm not hearing enough Lawrence Cager wasn't in the game. He is... Our offense. Leading Clint. receiver from this game, Daniel. True freshman, 18-year-old Help. kid, Blaylock. Not named Jorge. Not named Jorge. Sorry, yes, exactly. Uh, when Lawrence Cager is not in there, this offense really struggles to go, Clint. And yet, um, and yet here we are talking about how they scored 21 points against an Auburn defense um. Now, did the wide receivers absolutely ball out? No, they did not. Did they nope. get blanketed in coverage often? Yes, they did. Did Did they struggle to separate still at times? But but there were times when they did separate, aka Dominic Blaylock first quarter. There were times when they did run clean routes and they did get open and Jake Fromm did put th- put nice throws out there and we did move the ball on offense without Lawrence Cager, which going into this game again, Clint, I would have said would not have happened. Correct. So that is what people need to be taking away from this game. If 
the offense is coming along. So if you're going to get out there and whine and mope and complain about this offense, beating Auburn soundly and scoring 21 points against a team that gave up 23 points to LSU, if you're going to complain about this offense only scoring 21 points without its number one threat, mm-hmm. you really need to rethink your position is all I'm trying to say here. Logic Clint. is not your friend on that one. That's you It's have, not working for no. you. Nope. It's really, really not. No. It uh, certainly isn't. All right, Daniel, that wraps it up for segment one. We'll be back segment two. Talk some more. All right, Daniel, we're back. Uh, we have some more feels, and we position those feels in the, uh, well, in a would you rather, because this is another segment hmm. that we just love. Okay. Uh, would you rather is pretty simple. Give you two options. You tell me which one you'd rather see happen. It's like a choose your own adventure now, story. Now I get the name of it. Now, do see, you understand? Now it? I understand. Should I, now should I, I talk understand a little why, it's, why it's called would you uh-huh. right? Because I'm the you. You're the you. Yeah, the, the pronoun is I'm, directed straight at you. Golly, jeez. Yeah. Groundbreaking stuff happening here. <laughs> it really is. Um, Daniel, would you rather have – our offense on the field needing to score three against LSU. We need three points. Okay. okay. Would you rather have our offense? This is specifically against LSU. LSU, yes. I'm specifically stating LSU. Okay. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Have our offense against LSU defense and we need to score three. Or would you rather have our defense against LSU's offense needing to stop them from kicking a field goal? We're just going to assume, like, let's say we start at the 20-yard line in both scenarios. Sure. Touchback. Kickoff is a touchback. Touch- yeah. Okay. 20, 25-yard line, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go one. I'm going to one-up you here because yeah. the answer is obvious, and it is our offense on the field. I would rather have our offense needing to score three points. But let me let me tell you this right now. I would rather have our offense on the field needing to score three points than our defense on the field needing to prevent three points being scored against any team in the country, including Auburn, including Florida, including other teams that supposedly have a good defense, none of which we're going to play for the rest of the season because none of those teams are going to make the playoffs. This is a very unpopular opinion. I, I put this poll out there to other people, and I bet they come back with they would rather have our defense on the field, Daniel. I'm just, Let me just I don't disagree you, with you. Back against the wall, uh-huh. needing to score three points, uh-huh. the play calling, and you say what you will about the play calling, but listen, if you're saying that we ran conservative plays in the fourth quarter – you're correct. So what that means is, is that when we're down by two points, going for it on fourth down, correct. not playing field position, just trying to get to the 40-yard line to give Rodrigo an attempt at a 57-yard field goal. Because that's Rodrigo, like you said. I'm going to take Jake Fromm 10 times out of 10 because okay. we're not going to be running predictable play calling we're going to be pulling out all the stops and 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 clint when georgia does that do we score or don't we score well we score daniel that's that's we, the thing that we need to we understand. do score Look at all the times that we've needed points that we've said to ourselves we got to have them right now in those situations we have gotten them okay like don't 
don't think for a second that this offense can't at any moment kick it up to a gear because we can and we've shown we can against high level competition. Uh, Daniel, I, I completely agree with this. Give me you say what you will. Go ahead. Give, no, give me the offense all day long out on the field. Uh, give me Rodrigo with a chance to take it home. Uh, that's where I want it. I think you say what you will about the defense in the in the in the fourth quarter, the late third and fourth quarter, giving up those points. You say what you will about Georgia's defense. It is extremely hard to stop a team. Now, now needing seven points is different than needing three points. It's easier then, but it's extremely hard to stop a team in a scenario like that where they have nothing, where they're just pulling yeah. out all the stops. They're going for it on fourth down. They're not. They're not playing conservatively at all. They're throwing caution to the wind. It's very hard to stop a team like that. That fourth, that that um, mm-hmm. that stop on uh, on fourth down in the last series of the game by our defense Ooh. was a heck of a stand Ooh. by them. Uh, I would rather have our offense on the field. Clint. Yeah. All right. Next, would you rather? Daniel, would you rather have Joe Burrow throw for 315 on us, but we rush for 290? Okay. Or Jake Fromm okay. throw for 315 and LSU rushes for 290 on us? Who would you rather have the opposite this- offensive profile than what's anticipated okay lsu should be able to throw all over the yard is their offensive profile and we should be able to run over the yard would you rather have that play out or invert those two things i mean 290 yards rushing clint is insane but then you you put it next to the fact that again old miss in case you're new in case you're just joining us old miss rushed for over 400 yards against lsu so if 315 yards is probably below Joe Burrow's season average, is it not? I would assume. So two. So I want to say, like, yeah, let Joe Burrow throw for 315 because he's going to throw for 315 when he rolls out of bed in the morning. <laughs> like he throws for 315, just like during warmups they give him that. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So yeah, if we can rush for 290 yards, that feels great. But it feels like if Fromm throws for 315. We probably also rush for 250 yards. So LSU rushes for 290 yards, but Burrow probably also throws for 315. I don't know. This whole question makes me makes me confused. <laughs> well, I'm just they... saying. I feel like I'm just saying a lot of numbers. I, I, I I'm going to be fine if Joe Burrow gets uh-huh. some yards. I okay. do not want Clyde edwards Elaire. <laughs> Dumbest name in all of college football. I do not want Clyde edwards Lair to beat us. Okay. So that's my vote. There you go. Joe Thank Burrow you. can throw it. I do not want that guy breaking free. Uh, completely agree. LSU rushes for 290. Something something funky has gone on. I don't like anything no, that's going on. We're done. There. Okay, we're, we're done. done. That's that's a weird stat. If that takes place uh, and Jake Fromm has to throw for 15, 315, I don't like anything that's going on. Get, go for it, Joe. Like, just do your stupid air offense. I, I don't really care. Uh, all day long, Daniel. Uh, all right, one uh, more would you rather before we head off to Last one, Clint. Yep. Last one, Clint. Just quick and dirty. You ready? Yep. We're just looking ahead. We're, we're doing all this look ahead to LSU. We, let's we, just let's look, let's look past LSU. Okay, okay. Okay, he put that LSU win in the bag because we got that one. Don't worry about that one, okay? You should go ahead and we roll up on LSU with a win. Uh Now, here's what I'm asking you, Clint. Okay. 
first round of the college football playoff. Yeah. Would you would you rather Clemson or Ohio State? Oh, who you want to who you want to play? You know who I want to play? I want to play Clemson. Here's why. Okay. You said Dabo, come on down. Dabo, come, come on, on Dabo. Down. Because Dabo ain't this is not this is not last year's Clemson team. Okay. This mm. is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, ooh, what happened, bro? Like, mm. where'd you go, man? And here's why, Daniel. I want, I need, I want, and I need both, both simultaneously. Ohio State in the last game of the season. I need that. Wowzers, Daniel. I need that. Give me Clemson first, because I want to take on Ohio State second, because Clemson doesn't scare me this year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wrote the, I, I wrote this question. And I still don't have an answer for it. You don't like it. I, I I don't like it at all. I don't even like looking ahead past Texas A and M. To be honest with you, I feel uncomfortable. I get the heebie-jeebies about that. So yeah. I was looking yeah, ahead fan to the playoff is, is, is ridiculous. Screaming at us right now for all this talk of looking ahead. Um, but we can't help it. Well, let's get let's get to the Texas A and M game. Yeah, let's get to the Texas A and M game. Though. Before that, Daniel, uh, treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter promo code LOCKEDON. Listening on the go? If you can visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers. All right, Daniel, we got our last segment. I've said my favorite segment so far. Uh, of this whole podcast. I, I love this segment, Daniel. Um, Excited about, nervous about, don't sleep on it. It's the big three when looking yep. ahead to a future game. What is the thing that gets you all jacked up, gets you feeling all kinds of feelings? What is the thing that makes you run for the bucket? Mm-hmm. And, and you know what the bucket is the th- we're talking about. And what is the thing that, again, as per our Monday's segment, what is the thing people are maybe not thinking about Maybe people are sleeping on that they ought not to be. So let's start with the excitement, Clint. What mm-hmm. are you excited about in looking towards Texas A&M? If this game goes how I anticipate this going, I, now this game, I'm going to reference this game. I don't think people are going to like it. Uh, mm. I have the feeling yeah. this game runs a lot like the Kentucky game, Daniel. Mm. That's what I have a feeling that's going to happen. In the Kentucky game, 0-0 zero, zero, halftime score. Kirby said, I get three on the board, I win. So first one to score, first first points we put up, we can coast from there on out. That's what he said at Kentucky. I think that's the same feel of this game against AM. If that's the case, here's what I'm excited for. Hey, Lawrence, please please wear the sling. Get it His nice name is Sir stuff. Lawrence. Sir Lawrence, Sir Lawrence of, Cager. of Cager. Sir Lawrence mm-hmm. of Cager. That's correct. Just like it is Mr. Swift or DeAndre's mm-hmm. dad. But but you don't yes. get to call him by his first name, okay? He, he, you haven't earned that right. He, he ain't your dad. He ain't, no, so. no. <laughs> uh, uh, I think Sir Lawrence of Cager, I'm excited for him to get healthy, Daniel. Take, go ahead. Let me You're see You're going to have else. him come out there in, in skivvies, huh? I mean, just if you want to there. run him for a series, go for it. I got no problem running for a series. You know, run like a, a quick little three-yard hitch and then dive out of bounds and then get to the shower please sir lawrence coming out there and 
coming out there in the Letterman's jacket, like CD, like he's CD Lamb or somebody. CD Lamb, catching catching punts just to to kind of mess with people. <laughs> and then, um, uh, what are you excited for? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm excited. It is another CBS 3:30 game. Uh huh. Which means we said we weren't going to talk about him again on the podcast, but you know what that means, Georgia fans. Um. I'll tell you what I'm excited for, Clint. I'm excited about that ticket that I have to go to that game this weekend. I'm excited because your boy is going to be home. He's going to be back in Athens. He's going to be in the stadium. I don't have to listen to Gary Danielson talk about this game. I'm going to be soaking in the sights and the sounds of the game uh, with my son. Uh, And uh, that... Clint, this late in the season, November, mm-hmm. mid-November, late November game, last home game of the year, senior night. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jake Fromm's last game in Sanford Stadium. Probably Jake I, Fromm's last game in Sanford Stadium. I have a hot take on that, by the way. Hello. It's it's guaranteed his last home game because of Tua's injury. Tua's injury has changed the landscape of the draft, and now Jake Fromm gets more money with Tua's injury. He he gone. I think Tua will still get drafted ahead of Jake Fromm. So I don't I disagree with your take. If your take is based on the fact that now Jake Fromm will get drafted ahead of Tua, I would bet a large sum of money today that Tua gets drafted ahead of Jake Fromm. Mm. Mm. There's more likelihood of a giant situation where they trade up to get their boy. You know, instead of getting somebody else, like when they got, uh, what's that kid out of out of UNC? That's uh, throwing the rock for New York Giants now. Oh, the, he's from Duke. Duke Daniel Jones. He's Daniel from Duke. Jones. I mean, he's from the state of North Carolina. But, yeah. Uh, um, uh, I am excited to be back in that stadium to watch the dogs live one more time. So holla at your boy. I'll be uh, at. Uh, I'll be out there. If you're if yeah, you're smoking will. something great in the tailgate, smoking up a brisket or something, maybe a. Maybe a pork shoulder. Oh, I'm okay. not sure what you're. I'm not sure what you're working with. Maybe you got yeah. some wings. Uh, oh, yeah, let me know. I'll- some nice uh, paprika on those wings. Get a nice little rub going on. Uh, if you have queso dip, Daniel will take over your tailgate. Like just, I've already found. Team. I've already found your tailgate. Now, like I already know where it is. <laughs> yeah, it's really a, I have a homing device. I paid off all the queso <laughs> dip and distributors in the town. So we already know. Like we know where you are. Don't worry oh, yeah. about that. Um, all right, Daniel, what are you nervous for? This game gives some heebie-jeebies. What are the, some the, some things that send you for the bucket, the orange Home Depot bucket? Uh, what makes you nervous? Number one, uh, this segment is kind of redundant because I'm a Georgia fan, which means I'm nervous about everything all, all the time. time. Everything. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm afraid that what you heard me say was I'm nervous about many things most of the time. Sure. What I actually said was I'm nervous about everything. All the time. time. And so in this game, I'm nervous that we're going to lose. I'm nervous that someone's going to get injured. I'm nervous that uh, it's it's going to be an embarrassment like South Uh Carolina. But but I think legitimately the thing that makes me the most nervous is a hot start by Texas A&M and a slow Mm. start by us. Mm -hmm. A bit of a hangover first half. Texas A&M maybe hits a big play or two. They get out to a 10-0 lead. Maybe we score a first-half touchdown, but it's something like 10-7 going into the half. And we walk in that halftime deficit, and then it is a long sweat 
through the yeah. second half of that game, Clint. That's what yeah. I'm most nervous about. Yeah, Daniel, uh, I'm I'm nervous about Mon balling out because he can at just a moment. He's he's the type of kid that you just you don't expect him to do much week in week out, but every once in a while he could just decide, ah, let's play some let's play some ball, let's get after it. And if that's the case, scrambling, making RPOs, doing this stupid offense. Um, by the way, more punchable face. Lane Kiffin or Jimbo Fisher? Jimbo. Jimbo. Hands down. Lane, Lane Kiffin's got those glasses on. You might cut your hand. You don't want to touch that. But Jimbo, you, you hit that thing. That's like punching the inside of a watermelon. Punching Jimbo's face. <laughs> like it just Things are going to give way in a bad shape. I can't. I can't, I can't say as how I've punched the inside of a watermelon in recent memory, but... But I don't hate the analogy. I think it makes sense. Jimbo Fisher, man, just what a skeevy little man. The skeeviest of them all. Um, all right, Daniel, what should we not sleep on for this game? I'm just going to – don't sleep on Georgia fans. And just you might need to brace yourself for this. You might you, need to journal a little bit to. before the game to emotionally get out, prepare. Okay? Get out the candle. Get out the candle, stare into the flame. Don't sleep on another boring Georgia football win mm-hmm. because that's just the way Kirby wants it, and yep. it doesn't matter what we think. Don't sleep on a 17-14 to 14 win. Don't sleep on a 24-10 to 10 win. Just these are the kinds of... I mean, maybe we'll go in there and run them and blow them out and score 40. Sure. I don't know. But maybe we won't. Don't sleep on this being just another Georgia game and we come out of it going, all right, well, I guess we'll go play Georgia Tech now because that's the next game on the schedule. I guess we'll win that one too. So whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, and again, will will you and I care at all? Daniel, will you demand your money back? from the ticket mm. that you paid for if the game's not mm. 41 to 3 will you say mm. nay kind sirs and gentle ladies give me my money is that going to be your 6 action? 6 to 3 would be th- would be just fine with me Clint just fine just a wins, fine with me a wins a win uh, mm-hmm. which i agree don't don't sleep on the under of this game okay, oh, okay. whatever the under is I, I don't know what it is but don't sleep on me betting it and maybe giving out as a lock for this game Okay. Wowzers. Because, again, to your point, uh, we're not trying. We're, look, is Kirby the kind of guy that wants to get uh, style points for wins? Is he the the? He's press- not a style points kind of guy. No, he's had he the is. same haircut. He's had the same haircut since 1994. Okay, <laughs> the man ain't going for no style points. Okay, and you said in '94, by the way, Kirby, I don't, I don't know how him and Mary Beth got together. I have no idea, but it was, it was a pity date. <laughs> Okay, it was a dare. Her her frater- her her sorority sister said, "Hey, you, you gotta date this guy on the football team um, because that bowl haircut is the best." Uh, no, don't sleep on the under. Kirby don't care. Again, if you haven't listened to yesterday's to the Monday episode, Daniel did a great job of five signs that your partner does not care. I don't, I don't think Kirby's that into you, Georgia fan. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's that into you. You know? Nope. Nope. And you should, you know, you should do turn around, high five, celebrate with other Georgia fans like us, come back, listen to us every single day because we are here to talk about this stuff and let Kirby just be himself in his cave that he's angry at all the time. Just 
let him do that, and we'll, we'll talk to together. you about the offensive play calling. Uh huh. We don't need Kirby to join in the conversation. No. It's fine. Yep. Well, we can handle that. We can handle that aspect of it. Uh, and and handle that we will. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's the media day. We'll talk about Kirby and what he has to say at his media availabilities this week. I'm guessing he is on to Texas A&M. I think that might what be a thing. Is that is that a, am I previewing? Am I previewing it accurately? He does not. He's not interested in talking about uh, LSU or Auburn. He's not interested in talking about anyone who's not nope. Texas A&M. I, I think, think that's fair statement. We will talk about dumb stuff we read on the internet, and we'll answer your mailbag questions. So get those mailbag questions into us, locked on bulldogs at gmail.com or at dogs podcast on Twitter. And we will be back tomorrow to talk to you guys all about it. See you then. See ya.